Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. From the WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. The cash spending is a big fixation of mine. 31st last year, 27th three years prior. Have you been given assurances by Robert or others that you guys will have the freedom to spend this offseason to bring in talent and free agency? We're bringing in talent 1,000%. So... Have a lot of cap space and cash. Ready to burn some cash. I can't tell you how many times we played that clip. And there's a reason for it. Mego's instincts were impeccable on this. Unfortunately. Mego heard it and is like, that is full throttle. I've heard this before. This is Tom Werner saying the Red Sox are going full throttle. And we played that clip a billion times. And let me tell you the underrated part of it, Mego. It's not just burn some cash. We're spending money a thousand percent. And cash. Yeah. Ready to burn some cash. The and cash is giving, as the kids say, is giving and twins. <laughs> so if you don't know by now, Gerard Mayo walking back those comments. One thousand percent. He's walking back a thousand percent is exactly what he's doing to Karen Gregan at Mass Live. Uh, we'll get to those comments with all your phone calls. 617-779-7937. It's how you get in touch with Jones and Mego with Ryan today. Still no Arcan. Uh, we're going to be joined by Tommy Curran at 330. Arcan is missing out. Arcan took the wrong week off. Uh, well, you think? Yes. You think it's combine week. This is how I started this. It's been a hot, busy week. Uh, I think we got a lot to talk about today. Well, today. I don't know why you're like underrating this. No, no, today. Yeah, we got Woofy talking earlier. <laughs> yeah. Look, there's Arkan's empty seat. <laughs> Arkan decided that I he mean, needed look, to take some time off this week. I'm all for piling on Arkan. I feel like he timed things out pretty well, but today feels like a newsy day. I'm with you on that. We've had at least three newsy days. Three out of four. This is the fourth day, right? 
I don't know. I mean, let me tell you, the NFLPA team report survey or whatever that was felt like water in the desert yesterday. So he might have he might have chosen a good time to be off. But whatever, he's still off. We have Tommy Curran at three thirty as we do each and every Thursday here on WEEI. We're also going to have Mike Cadlick in studio for a full hour from four to five. Big football day here on Jones and Mego on WEEI. Are you guys going to fight? Me and Cadlick? Yeah. Maybe he's he he seems to be okay with these comments which I'm not sure our listeners know about yet. but 1,000%. He seems to be okay with these comments if I'm judging off his social media and if he's okay with what Mayo had to say, walking these comments back after saying 1,000% we're going to spend and we got to burn some cash, then, yeah, we're going to fight. Were there any pictures of SpongeBob characters when he was retweeting any of this stuff? Probably. Eddie, he does tweet a lot of SpongeBob. Because then we'll know Seriously, how serious uh, guys, Is that an age thing? First of all, it's Squidward. And second of all, yeah, it might be an age no, thing. No, he he tweets SpongeBob e- everything, too. Everything, everything. Yeah, but the, everything is SpongeBob. The Squidward, the Squidward one is the. He doesn't. T- he doesn't tweet the squirrel. Uh, What's her name? I don't know. Susie, I, uh, Nancy. Uh, to, you're like you're the young one. I, SpongeBob was yeah, Nancy so the squirrel after my time. What's her name? It's Nancy. Yeah. You got it. No, what's her actual name? Nancy. That I'm gonna. It's gonna bother me. You continue. I'm googling this. Okay. I don't uh, know why you nailed the name, Gerard Mayo. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the squirrel's name, Gerard Mayo. That's <laughs> yes, Mayo the squirrel. Uh, Gerard Mayo walked back those comments, burned some cash to Karen Garigian today Sandy. at Mass Live. Thank that's you. Close. I don't think that's it. Our long national nightmare is over. Uh, during a one-on-one interview with Mass Live on Wednesday, after Mayo talked with reporters, uh, Karen uh, talked with him, you know, separate from everyone else in a one-on-one, and Mayo walked those comments back. Quote, you know, I kind of misspoke when I said burn some cash. And let me add again, Gerard, when you said you would spend money a thousand percent. One thousand percent. So have a lot of cap space and cash ready to burn some cash. So he misspoke, he claims. But I was excited when you see those numbers, when you reflect on those numbers, you don't have to spend it all in one year. I don't like hearing that. This is going to be a process. I don't like hearing that. So I don't want people to think. You got 60 million, 70 million, whatever. So let's get this guy, that guy, that guy. It may work for a couple of games or maybe a season, but it won't work long term. Uh, Karen then adds the Patriots do need to spend, but to Mayo's point, they're going to do it on their terms. They're not going to wildly throw money at players simply because they can. Now, is that filler from Karen? Is that informed from Mayo? Oh, Karen, hello. Is that informed from ownership? Like, what is that line? What is that line? She she says they don't need to spend, and they're going to do it on their terms. What is that line? I I can't speak for Karen, but I don't think Karen would write that unless it was informed. Unless that was pretty much kind of what someone. This is what I think. (laughs) On on background, she knows. Yeah. On like background, maybe it's knows. not quotable, but someone said this is the way that we're thinking. Okay. She wouldn't just, Karen is not somebody who would just put that out there as like, this is the philosophy. Words I don't like. Words I don't like. Uh, process. We're not going to spend on this guy, that guy, that guy. It might work for a couple of games, but it won't work long term. Uh, they're not going to spend, said very definitively by Karen. I don't like any of that. I don't like hearing any of that. And Mego, again, to your credit, you knocked this out of the park. I you don't heard, like that I knocked heard, it out of the park. You heard those comments and you're like, oh boy, he better be careful. And he wasn't because guess what? I'm guessing ownership didn't like those comments. The same ownership group that won't spend on a family room, as we talked about yesterday. The same ownership group that won't spend on daycare. Young Thunder, that guy. Thank you. Uh, Thundercat. 
He's too old for daycare, apparently. Uh, young Thundercat. So they won't spend on daycare. They won't spend on a uh, family room. They won't spend on a new weight room. They won't spend, period, on their football team. They haven't done it for a decade on balance. 32nd in spending over the last 10 years. They didn't like those comments from Gerard Mayo. So he had to tuck his tail, walk him back, and let everybody know, ooh, actually, we're not spending this offseason. Sorry. So I don't think that that's like a crazy jump in logic to make. I don't think that jumping well, to that. No, I, I'm saying, like, I understand completely why people go to that conclusion. That's how it looks. But without having the information of that's the discussion that happened behind closed doors, you know, he basically got a slap on the wrist and said that was very bad. You know, somebody took a newspaper and hit him on the nose, like my dog when she woke me up at 2.30 in the morning Robin. and pretended like she had to go out last night. Robin Glazer bopped him on the nose. Yeah, and then we came back in and I was like, so you just wanted to sniff around, I guess. <laughs> Thanks, That's what Killington. Tra- Charleston does that all so the time. So annoying. Yeah. Anyway, I would say he misspoke. I would say he misspoke in the way that, and that doesn't mean the other thing isn't true. I'd say that he got way over his skis. Look. He's doing the car wash of all the different media appearances. All these guys who and gals who have been down there day in, day out for years. Now he's introduced as the next head coach. He's calling his boss Big Thundercat or Young Thundercat or whatever the hell it was. Thunder. And then he's sitting down with everybody. And he's so excited and happy. And he knows what the free agency spending possibilities are. And he wants to get everybody else optimistic and happy too. So I think that's the mode that he was in and he misspoke. He got way in front of his skis. And then, yeah, I think it's probably a good conclusion to come to that behind closed doors. It was like, Hey, you know what? That's actually not really what we're doing. How come he, how come he hasn't walked it back sooner? Like if, if he just misspoke, how come he didn't walk it back sooner? Are you saying that because you think it has to do with free agent wide receivers who are available? I mean, maybe. I just think all of a sudden ownership became uncomfortable with the narrative the closer we get to free agency. And so they said, hey, Gerard, why don't you correct the record on that? Because if he just misspoke and he's like, ah, well, I mean, he's talked a bunch. This is not the first. Why didn't he do it last week when he talked? This is what I'm saying. So why, so why didn't he walk it back? Now, you can say the same thing about ownership. Why didn't ownership step in? But I'm wondering why he chose to do it here. And maybe some of those other factors. Karen got it out of him. Could be, it could be that. Uh, just a good reporter. Stuck her nose in there. But it could be they know the free agents they wanted aren't going anywhere. Mike Evans is staying in Tampa. Pittman's staying in Indy. T. Higgins is staying in Cincinnati. It could be the cap increase. They looked around and they said, oh, crap. Everybody else has money to spend and they're going to spend. Well, we don't have the advantage we thought we had, which is another way of ownership, I think. You have more money to spend, too, though. Right, but there, now it there's... It comes back to the cash spending. But there's more competition. I'm not saying that's an excuse. The Patriots absolutely should spend. But I wonder if ownership looks at it and says, oh, crap, now there's 20 teams that are going to be in on free agents as opposed to 10. And there's more money to spend and more money to keep your own guys and less free agents, and that's how they look at it. So you guys can vote. It's our big question of the day up now. At Jones and Mega, you can dial us up. 617-779-7937. Why? Is Gerard Mayo walking back these burn the cash comments? Uh, is it ownership? Is it that he misspoke? Is it a lack of free agent options? Or is it the aforementioned cap increase? Again, 617-779-7937. How do you feel about those comments? What does it tell you in your gut? Because to me, it doesn't say anything good. And it's coupled with something he said yesterday. Ryan flagged this yesterday. I hadn't heard it until before the show today. But this is what Gerard Mayo said yesterday before uh, the one-on-one interview with Karen Gregan. 
What is going to be the priority for you guys with your agency? You know, it's hard to build a, a sustainable team through free agency, um, but you do want those pieces uh, that you can kind of plug in. Look, one thing I would say about free agents, you got to make sure they're a good culture fit or culture add as well. So that's definitely important for us. Do you feel as though this needs to be sort of a slow burn kind of build for you guys? Because of what you just mentioned with free agency, and we're talking to Elliot yesterday about the pack away. Green Bay, not necessarily known for big splashes that's in free agency. Right. You know, honestly, once again, if you want to sustain success, I don't want to call it a slow burn because we will be competitive. We will put a good team out there. Hmm. Uh, will we win a championship? I don't know, and I don't want to no. make those promises. But at the same time, I feel confident about our plan uh, to really turn the ship around. So well, honestly, the way I think about this stuff, you know, it's been done a certain way at a high at a high level for what twenty plus year, twenty years. Uh, but I would also say there's more than one way to skin a cat. It worked for Coach. Uh, we'll see what works for Elliot and myself. Hold on. What? Can you play back the, those last couple words? Yeah, there's different ways to skin a cat, and it'll work for Elliot myself. No, you know, okay. it's been done a certain way at a high at a high level for what twenty plus year, twenty years. Twenty years. Uh, yeah, not But 22. I would also say there's more than one way to skin a cat. It worked for Coach. Uh, we'll see what Thank works you. for Elliot and myself. That's my guy right there. What? It worked for Coach. Well, you said you also said hold on. I, I let that go, <laughs> but you also said hold on. Uh, no, that's so, my Mid Atlantic guy right there. So when it comes to those comments from Mayo, I I, I have a translation. We're going to spend on Duggar. We're going to spend on Wenyu. We're going to keep our guys. And that's the plan. And that plan, as I tried to tell you early in the offseason, as I tried to tell you the trade, that plan sucks. If that's their plan to keep on Wenyu and keep Duggar, you're no better than you were last year. You're the same. Uh, maybe you'll upgrade at quarterback and maybe Bill uh, being gone is addition by subtraction. But your roster is basically the same. That plan blows. And that's what I hear when I hear Mayo coupled with walking back is burn the cash comments. I think you're partially right about that. I think there's another factor that goes into it, which is when I say that there's been a lot of news coming out, there's a lot of rumors coming out of the combine. And one of them has to do with what they're going to do with the quarterback position and I know we got a break in a second, but like if they threw this out as spending cash, I think it would receive a giant eye roll. I'll put it that way. Okay. Interesting. So let's get into the Patriots and their preference at quarterback. There's a lot of reporting on that from mass live from the athletic. Uh, also some of our own uh, thoughts on what they should do at QB, what they could be doing at quarterback. We'll ask Tom Curran about it when he joins us at three 30, he joins us every Thursday here on Jones and Mego with Arcan. You can check out his work at NBC Sports Boston. Uh, Mike Cadlick of WEEI will be in studio for a full hour, four to five. Uh, so we'll talk to him about off-season plans for the Patriots, along with these comments from Gerard Mayo. We have Triple Play, 445. We have Meg Splaining, 530. And we have Bet Roulette. Picks for tonight at 545. We'll get to your feedback and the Patriots' plans, which seem to be coming into focus at quarterback for this off-season with all your phone calls right after trending from Ryan Garvin. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. You're listening to Jones and Mako on WEEI. How excited are you for the draft? You got the third pick in the draft. <laughs> yeah. And now it's on your shoulders. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. What I will say is this. We're going to draft the best player for a position that is very important. You put the pieces together. <laughs> Or Gerard Mayo. That was with Steve Burton right after he was introduced to the media as head coach of the New England Patriots. That one seems like it rang a little more true. That was on like a Thursday, I think. The interview with Greg burned some cash, spending money a thousand percent. That was on a Monday. So maybe he was still feeling high and mighty. Or maybe ownership just wasn't ready to rein him in yet. I have no idea. But. Those comments about quarterback, again, seem to ring pretty true. And some reporting coming into focus on that. I will get to it with your phone calls. Jones and Mego. No Arcan today. We have Ryan Garvin in for Arcan. Keep our guy on Arcant. Arcant. Arcant uh, work. Arcant show up. I'm always here. Arcan work from home. <laughs> Arcan he, take just, days off. He's just choosing not to. Now, when I take a week off, does, can we have Arcan come over here and try to figure out this side of the room? Too? Please, please no. Please, that could be, come on, that'd be a lot of fun. He's a producer. So that would make sense. He's my intern. <laughs> and you get him working. That's offensive to intern Jacob. It really is. Who, who works, yes. It really is. Who That's shows what up I'm saying. when it doesn't snow. Who's on you, Jacob. Who's put in more days in studio in 2024? Ready? Intern let's, Jacob. Let's all say it on the count of three. Or Ready? One, two, three. Intern, Intern Jacob. Jacob. Yeah, yeah, no, He's here three days a week. Yeah, and when when the, the ground's a little wet, he shows up. Uh, let's get to some phone calls here momentarily. 617-779-7937. And let's get into the latest on the Patriots and their plans. Oh, baby. Quarterback. Uh, this is more from Karen Gregan. Uh, she said that Mayo told Mass Live he wasn't sure what would happen at the number three spot whether making sure to land a quarterback there, the best player available, or trading out more assets. Whatever the case, Mayo said the Patriots need to have conviction in either making the pick or moving down the board. In other words, he and Wolf aren't going to take a quarterback just to take a quarterback. Quote, in my mind, the most important piece is the quarterback. He touches the ball on every single play on offense. He touches the ball, distributes the ball. You want that leadership. You want leadership from that spot. So to me, that's the number one thing. So despite saying they need conviction and they won't take one just to take one and the discussion about moving back, he says quarterback's the number one thing, which is similar to what he said to Steve Burton or hinted to Steve Burton back in you know the middle of January. Uh, more reporting here. Here's Jeff Howe from The Athletic. 
the Patriots really want to draft a quarterback with the number three pick. The front office wrapped up its pre-free agency meetings a week ago and seems to be on the same page that the best way to jumpstart this rebuild and yield long-term success is to find a young quarterback in the NFL draft to build around. According to several NFL executives unassociated with the Patriots, the top available QB prospects appear to align with top decision-maker Elliot Wolf's preferred quarterback traits. Good. What are those again? Toughness and leadership and, like, not necessarily arm strength and mobility? It's a little frustrated, but okay, good. These top quarterback prospects align with that. Uh, Jeff Howe continues, The Patriots will likely question Drake May at the Combine, a league source said, about why his stats dipped in his final year as North Carolina's starter when his completion percentage and touchdown numbers dropped while his interceptions increased. I have an answer for you. Offensive coordinator changed. He lost talent around him. Uh, And I've made this analogy before. I've done this a bunch. Josh Allen, his final year at Wyoming. Jordan Love, his final year at Utah State. Similar. Uh, Similar questions about those guys. As for Jaden Daniels, a league source said New England and other teams will likely have questions for the Heisman Trophy winner about his transfer from Arizona State. That's a weird one. Why would people care about that? I feel like that is kind of an old school thing. Yeah, I mean, I ask. I, I guess transfers there's, all over the place. There's no harm in asking, right? But like, but is that even as, is that even as a big of a red flag as Jalen Hurts from Alabama? Great, great point. I was going to say Burrow, Burrow transfer. Like, so who like, cares? It right. happens all the time. I mean, ask like why? Why weren't you comfortable there? Why'd you leave? I mean, it's fair to ask, but that is not like that's the leading concern. The way Hal writes it. Maybe they're just trying to come up with something. Maybe. <laughs> what's what's the real issue with this guy? I, this, uh... would, this would not be the order I would do. His transfer from Arizona State, they do want to grill him on the whiteboard to see how quickly he can memorize plays. That seems relevant. As the source said, the offense he ran at LSU wasn't as complex. They'll also be keen to see his weight, considering his slight frame. He hopes, hopes, to weigh in at 210 pounds or higher. So those, to me, feel like more relevant concerns. Any concerns on... May and Daniels, or do you agree, I guess, with the concerns the Patriots seem to have on those two quarterbacks? I think that's fair. The For Daniels, the arm strength one is really big for me. That's the one that concerns me the most. I know everybody makes a big deal out of his thinness, and when you watch the highlights and you see a lot of them, if you turn on ESPN this week, they are, it is concerning. Like, it's concerning when you go through the Taekwon Thornton process where he gets hit twice and he's out for four weeks at a time. I get that. But the bigger concern to me is, yeah, he can huck it down the field in college. Pretty much all these guys do that in college. Can he thread the windows? Does he? Can he have accuracy? At least can he hit guys yeah. at all three stages of it? I heard Gresham Fourier talking about this today. They were like, oh, well, Mac was throwing into open windows, which is a criticism I very much had of Mac, and is a fair criticism of Jaden Daniels. And by the way, Daniels also has awesome receivers, similar to Mac. Right. So... I wouldn't phrase it as much as, as throwing to open guys. It's the lack of tight window throws would concern me a little bit with Jaden Daniels. And I think that was a concern with Mac. Like, what is his arm strength really is what that comes down to. So I think that's a valid criticism. Those guys seem to disagree. Uh, on the idea of passing on a quarterback at three or trading back, writes Jeff Howe, there's growing buzz around the league. The next tier of QBs could be gone by the time the Patriots pick at 34. Michigan's J.J. McCarthy seems to be generating momentum. I think Kuiper had him 12. Daniel Jeremiah had him 8. Uh, he seems to be gaining momentum as a first-round pick. Howe writes, Oregon's Bo Nix may not be far behind. Washington's Michael Penix might be the only second-tier QB entering Friday night on draft weekend. And if he's gone, who are you looking at? Spencer Rattler or someone like that? The Patriots have also explored their options on the free agent market, according to the source, which is set to include Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, Brian Tannehill, Joe Flacco, and Jacoby Brissett. Uh, I would add Gardner Minshew, who's not on his list. 
Uh, but they'd all come with high price tags or fair question marks about their future performance. That's why the Patriots' preference appears to be taking a quarterback at number three. Uh, we have another report, but thoughts on that, Mego? So that's the part that sticks with me at the end because we have another report that says, yes, they, the plan so far is to take a quarterback at three, sit him, or at least have the option of sitting him, and bring in one of the guys that you just mentioned, one of these vets. Bring him in, and he can be your little bridge and give you some flexibility, or maybe he'll be a happy backup if your rookie is that good and that ready to play. Um, but that's where it comes back to burn some cash for me because when Gerard Mayo said we're going to burn some cash, do you think he was trying to get get fans hyped for probably we're, we're spending a lot of money on Joe Flacco? Like I oh, don't. No, not that's Flacco, what I'm no. saying. That's why I think part of it might be walking back misspoke because now, as the plan is developing, more money is going to go towards things that maybe you didn't anticipate being part of the plan. Now you have your whole staff in place. This is what your staff is saying. This is how the offense should be constructed. And if we're going for this kind of guy at three, we're not going to rush him because that's not the Green Bay Packer way. We're going to bring in a Joe Flacco or a Jacoby Brissett, and now you don't get one of these spicy receivers out there because, by the way, they might not even be available. But also, we got to throw all this money at Joe Flacco and you're going to look like a donkey ass. I don't think Flacco's going to cost a lot of money. sitting there and saying we're burning cash on Joe Flacco. I don't think Flacco's going to cost a lot of money or Minshew or Brissett. Like, I don't think those guys. Isn't that just what Jeff Howe wrote? No, he wrote it's they're either going to cost a lot of money or they're going to have significant questions. Uh, He wrote uh, they'll all come with high price tags or fair question marks about their future performance. Yeah, okay. So I guess Kirk Cousins would be more of the high price tag. Yeah, and so I don't think those other guys are going to cost you a ton of money, personally. Uh, we'll find out. Uh, meanwhile, here's the other report Mego was just referencing. This is Mass Live. Mark Daniels and Chris Mason. I like the reporting of Chris Mason, Ryan. I don't know about you. I like his reporting. Uh, according to multiple sources, the Patriots are planning to draft a quarterback with the number Ryan three pick. It. He's not a fan. Not a fan. One NFL executive outside of New England relayed that it's widely expected in league circles that quarterbacks will be selected with the first three picks in April. Drafting a signal caller is only one step in the process. According to a source, the Patriots plan on signing a veteran free agent quarterback. The team is also in no rush to start a rookie immediately and could play that veteran if they think it would benefit the younger quarterback to sit for a year. So, you know my stance on this. I'm okay signing a veteran. Brissett, Minshew, Flacco, I'm okay with that. Do what you did with Mac in 2021. The best you ever got out of Mac is when he came in and competed with the corpse of Cam Newton who was just cooked and done and finished at that point. I don't think it was a hard competition to win, but Mac won it. It's the most you got out of Mac. He had to go in and compete for his job. And I would make this rookie do that. But I would hope to God that Jaden Daniels or Drake May, or even Caleb Williams if he falls to you, I would hope to God those guys can beat out Flacco, Minshew, or Brissett. So I I don't like the idea of certainly sitting the kid for a whole year I don't really even like the idea of sitting him for a month, but I guess I could be talked into that. Have them compete. And don't make your decision now. Have them compete and see how it looks. I'm totally fine with that. If they're truly doing the Packer way, and I know that they said that Elliot Wolf said that he's not totally against playing a quarterback in his first year. He did. But I just look at his track record, and if you're looking at what the Packers do, then you're not going to see that quarterback. He's going to be put on ice and developed or whatever well, behind the scenes. yes and no. He was there in Cleveland when they played Baker Mayfield Almost right away. No, make- but he probably looks back on that like that wasn't the right move. Was it not? Well, compared to the success that Green Bay has had. Okay, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Baker Mayfield had a really good rookie year. Let's let's yeah. see what Jordan Love turns into. But I, Baker Mayfield, I don't believe started week one. But I I want to say he was in there by week two or three. He was in there very quickly. 
uh, if memory serves. So it's not like he was calling the shots in Green Bay. They did not do that in Green Bay. Right, True. but he keeps holding that up, at he least does. from a personnel matter. But, but as, he, was, he was in Cleveland. And they how played, he wants to do it. They played Baker early. And I don't know, maybe it was a mistake, maybe it wasn't. Baker's not the level of quarterback that Aaron Rodgers is. I have no idea. Is Jordan Love better than Baker Mayfield? Like, he TBD? looks, he look, yeah, it's TBD. He looks like he's on that trajectory, but I don't know if I'm ready to say that quite yet. Baker Mayfield looked very good after his rookie year. He had the Browns winning playoff games, I think, in year three. So let's see what Jordan Love turns into. Uh, but I'm okay with them competing. Hash it out. Figure it out. But... I don't know. Maybe I'm on a bit of an island with this one. Baker's third game, by the way. They started Tyrod Taylor the first two, and then Baker got some action in the third game where they won. Do you have the games in front of you? Uh, yes, I, I want to say he replaced. I want to say they benched Tyrod Taylor against the Jets like week you two. You would be correct. So they tied their whole, uh, season opener against the Steelers, and then they lost by three points to New Orleans. Okay. And then, yes, he. Uh, oh, wait. You said New Orleans. So yes. maybe. So I might be wrong. No, I, I remember Jets. Jets. That's week three. That's when he first. When got he first started. Oh, okay. Official NFL game. Week three. Action. Okay, yes. fine. I would play them week one. If they're ready week three, they're ready week one to me, but fine. I could be talked into. He has to sit for a couple of games, and you're starting Joe Flacco for two games. I can be I talked into that. I don't know if I'm talked into that. I'm more like he either sits and he's developed over a year, and you think he needs to get his sea legs in a real way. What difference is two weeks going to make unless you're absolutely thrust into that position the way that Justin Herbert was? Like, that I understand. That was not the plan that he was going to start playing at that point. But otherwise, what's going to be different from, you know, the second week in September versus the first week in October. Uh, no, I agree. I'm just saying I'd rather have him play as a rookie than not. And so I get what you're saying. Either lean fully in on resting him or not resting that him. That feels like a pointless compromise. Having him develop or not. No, I want him to play week one. Your rookie should play week one. Uh, let's play the second Orlovsky clip here first, Ryan. It's out of order for how I gave him to you. But let's play Orlovsky too because it ties into this very conversation about Drake May. Orlovsky says if you're going to wait a year or two for Drake May, he's all in. I mean, he is extremely athletic. Th yeah. This kid is a superstar athlete. I mean, if you look at the rushing yardage in the last two college football seasons compared to him and Caleb Williams, he's got a lot more. So, I mean, the athleticism is off the charts. I don't disagree with the erraticism. Now, I would absolutely take Drake May in the first round. This is what needs to happen with Drake May, okay, everybody? Drake May needs to be Jordan Love. Drake May needs us? to be on the Jordan Love plan. <laughs> Green a, Bay was he's fantastic. A I remember really being is. here with you yep. and sitting there saying, man, Jordan Love has got the most wild throws of anybody in that draft class. I feel that way about Drake May. Okay. So Orlovsky's yelling at Andy Cohen. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he's clapping for. This is what needs to happen with Drake May. Okay, everybody. <laughs> he's just one. You know. Let me give myself a round of applause, everybody. One everybody. too many Sauvignon Blancs. He's clapping. He's clapping in another housewife's face. This is what needs to happen with Drake May. Okay, everybody. <laughs> so I, I, I'm not sitting Drake May for a year or two. I'm not doing that. If you're drafting him at three, he better play. That's how I feel. Drake May feels like somebody who should play. In his first year, because one of the things about him is that he played so much in college and he supposedly transformed that UNC program. That's the stuff that's supposed to be in his pros list. Well, what I had Ryan trim out, but what Orlovsky goes on to say, and tell me if this sounds familiar, his feet are a mess. Oh, oh, hey, I've heard him say that before. Uh, Big, not just hey. Big, hey. Yeah. Big, hey. Bigfoot guy. Okay. Orlovsky. As, as somebody whose feet are also a mess, let's not judge. 
So he goes on to say that May needs a year to work on his feet. May needs a year to work on his feet. <laughs> is this going to be a situation where Alex Van Pelt doesn't let him touch the ball for a year? I, He's like, you get those feet right. I don't know. You get those hooves going over there. People didn't think Straub was ready. Drake May needs to be Jordan Love. He but was, did they say that about his feet? Because now I feel like I have PTSD from Max Footwork. I, trust me, there's a reason I had Ryan trim that part out. I like Drake May. <laughs> yes, hello. Uh, let me hear Orlovsky on Jaden Daniels, who he does not have going three. He does not have going two. He has going number one. I have not thought that Caleb Williams was a lock at number one because I thought Drake May would be the guy. I was wrong in that. Jaden Daniels should be the guy. If I were the Chicago Bears right now, I would take Jaden Daniels out of LSU. That is not a knock on Caleb Williams. That is a plus in Jaden Daniels. I think number one, when you watch all these guys play, the best thrower, the best guy against man coverage, ball placement-wise, is Jaden Daniels. Number two, when we're talking about explosive play, like guys who have to throw the ball downfield, what does it look like? Jaden Daniels throws the ball best downfield. And then number three, who's got the best pocket piece? When I say piece, it's P-E-A-C-E. All these guys are athletic. It's no longer like this plus. Every one of these guys has that attribute. The patience (laughs) and the peace within the pocket, he's the best at. Um, Candidly, I think when it comes to what guy had the best game, None of these guys' games compare to Jaden Daniels against Florida. If you just watch that player versus the University of Florida, you would go, that's the best player in college football, and he's going to be the guy that transfers the best into the NFL. Caleb Williams is fantastic. I think Jaden Daniels is better. Yep. Okay, so Orlovsky loves him. He compared him to C.J. Stroud as a thrower. And so, you know, look, I, I fell in love with Jaden Daniels against Ole Miss. He loves his pocket piece. I, maybe He's got I, the best pocket piece. Maybe I got to go watch the Florida game. And then you know we'll no, see. No, 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 we'll see what I we'll see what I do with my pocket piece after I watch those highlights. But oh. I I have Jaden Daniels number three. That's is what the I mistake that people made with no, Zach Wilson though. No, it's not. Yeah, you look at like one game, one pro day, and you go, wow, no, if that guy reaches those heights, of course. I know. I'm saying that's what Orlowski is saying though. Like, hey, if you want to take a look at this guy's high highs, I know. But there's something to be the said. Florida game. There's something to be said for ceiling. There's something to be said for ceiling. This is what this guy is capable of yeah, when Grant everything's said going right. The ceiling is closed. It's true. Well, then I think the ceiling is is closed. I still have Jaden Daniels number three. I'm not going to be swayed by Orlovsky uh, talking him up on get up this Especially morning. Especially when he's not coming on our show at this point of the year. But that's interesting to hear. It's like, hey, Jade, if you were hoping to get Jaden Daniels at three, Orlovsky thinks he could go one. So if you've talked yourself into him, or like maybe now we understand why Bill is so high on Jaden Daniels. Like, oh, everybody thinks he's going to go one. Bill's going to hop on that bandwagon and be like, I loved him all along. Sure. Some of us verbalized that in September, Bill. Uh, 617-779-7937. Let's go to Barry in New Bedford. Go ahead, Barry. Hey, guys. Um, if we look at these quarterbacks, first off, Mega, I, uh, May and Howell are similar in North Carolina. Same type of year one, year two of starters. The numbers went down. Um, if we look at these quarterbacks, Ellie Wolf talks about toughness and all these other things. The guy he's talking about is J.J. McCarthy. He's not talking about Drake May. And if you look at McCarthy at Michigan, he played in a tight end running back offense, but he was one of the best third-down throwers in football, and he's a winner. And to me, that fits what Wolf's looking for more than Drake May. Well, no offense. I mean, I'm not saying he's a stiff. He does have the arm talent. But there's some questions here with these Southern quarterbacks. Okay, I just I, I don't I don't care about that. There's questions with Southern quarterbacks. What does that mean? Quarterbacks who played in the SEC. Joe Burrow's awesome. So what does that mean? So like I just disagree with that. And Jaden Daniels is not. I'm sorry. Drake May is from where again? We just talked about this. Charlotte, North Carolina. So, Come on and raise up. So, Take your shirt off. 
Spin it around your head like a helicopter. So where, like, do I have to look at where all the best quarterbacks in the NFL are from? Do I have to do that? Does he mean SEC? Does he mean eight? What does he mean? So I'll, I'll go through and I'll look that up, I guess, if I have to. Um, I don't care that a quarterback's tough. I mean, I, I want that somewhere along the lines, and, like, Mac was way too soft. So, like, I, I guess I want that. But that is not the number one trait. Like, he just, he just you know, yada yada past arm strength and athleticism. And went right to toughness. And if that's what Elliot Wolf and Alex Van Pelt and Gerard Mayo, and let me add, Robert Kraft, Jonathan Kraft, Robin, Robin Blazer, Blazer, if that's what they're valuing, then I just I think they're wrong. And we'll see who's right. But I, I think that's wrong. And I would not want to trade from three to say six or three to eight or three to eleven or thirteen, you know, with the Giants, Falcons, Vikings, Raiders, whatever order those teams are in. I'm not trading back to take J.J. McCarthy. I'm not doing that. There's because something... he's tough? That's stupid. No, no, no. I, I think that's stupid, too. But there is something interesting about, okay, he played in this system that was tight end and running back dependent. However, those are the exact reasons why I'm not sure that he is that good of a quarterback. Like, because he played in that kind of system. I, I watched plenty of J.J. I probably watched J.J. McCarthy. I watched a lot of J.J. McCarthy, and I was pretty coming out of it going like, it, there's a lot of other people doing the work. I probably watched him more than any of these other top quarterbacks, quote-unquote, right? Like, Penix and Knicks, I actually probably watched the most. But if McCarthy's now just outside the group of the top three, I probably watched him more than I watched Williams. I definitely watched him more than I watched May. I probably watched him more than I watched Jaden Daniels. So, I mean, there was one time I was impressed with J.J. McCarthy, and you know the game. It was the semifinal against Alabama. It's the one time I was impressed watching him. Other than that, I just thought he was you know, um, Greg McElroy at Alabama or like just a passenger, right. a sidecar. Exactly. And well, and it's totally possible. I'll say that he's way better than that. And he's better than the top three. But I can't say that I know that because of the kind of system he played in and who was around him. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, J.J. McCarthy is actually better than Drake May. He actually should be up there with Jaden Daniels. I, don't, I can't take that away from what he did at Michigan. Is Tyler, Texas pretty far south? Tyler, that? Texas. Is that like a Dallas suburb? Texas isn't really southern. Texan is Texan. Okay. It's like its but own is it pretty far total south? region. It's pretty far south, I would right? say so. Okay. Why? It's where Patrick Mahomes is from. He's pretty Oh. Good. But Texas is a whole other thing. So that's not, that's not southern I enough. Wouldn't, I wouldn't Almost say... Almost the Mexican border isn't southern enough? It's like southeast of No, Dallas. yeah. Texas and North Carolina are as different as Boston and Ohio. Okay, I'm going to keep picking apart this Southern quarterback argument. Uh, 617-779-7937. Uh, when are some of these Boris free agents going to sign? We can get to that with all your Patriots phone calls. We'll also revisit why Bill Belichick all of a sudden is declaring via some reporter I've never heard of that he loves Jaden Daniels. Let's circle back to that next. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. 
Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say W-E-E-I's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of Jones and Mego on W-E-E-I. I can tell you, based on conversations that I've had with people around the organization, Bill Belichick loved Jaden Daniels. Mm. He was a guy on the top of their draft board, okay? He was going to do everything in his power to try and get that guy. Does Gerard Mayo stick with that and say, okay, we're going to figure out how we get this quarterback in here? Or is he going to say, you know what? I'm now the new man in charge. I'm going to do things my way. Bridget Condon, that's her name? Yes. I'm we just... discussed yesterday. She's from NFL Media. I know, but... Who's you... this? You talk about her like you think she's Robin Glazer. Who's this Bridget I mean, Condon? I just... Is it not... Is it not random to just have this Bill Belichick report come out of nowhere from a reporter I've never heard of? Yeah, because it's not Shefty or Rappaport. Or Pelissero. Yeah. Or Jeremy Fowler. Or John Or Dan Jones. Graziano. Or Jonathan Jones. Or like, I don't know, like just a reporter I've heard of. So like, I, I don't mean to doubt her reporting, but just how'd she get this? Where'd this come from? Like, Bill's not exactly talkative. So I, where'd this report come from? So I'm Maybe skeptical of it. Maybe this is his new insider. Uh, maybe. Uh, and it's Jones and Mego. Here on WEEI, we have Tommy Curran joining us at 3.30. So about 45 minutes from now. Mark that down. You can listen on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Get it on your phone. Take it with you wherever you go. It's free, which I can't emphasize enough. It's free. It's easy. Uh, so you can listen there. I I have a developing thought on why Bill is in on Jaden Daniels. And yesterday I said, well, Bill knows they can't get him. And I thought he was locked in to go two. I still think Caleb Williams is going to go one. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Orlovsky thinks Jaden Daniels should go one. So Bill knows the Patriots can't get him. Bill is going to put out there that he likes his quarterback who's going to go where the Patriots can't get him. And now the Patriots draft Drake May, and the whole fan base goes, ooh, that's not the guy Bill likes. So that was my theory yesterday. Do you have any developing thoughts before I give you my new theory? 
Well, my theory yesterday, which I pretty much maintain, is that I think Bill is trying to market himself as somebody who isn't just into one type of quarterback. Good theory. And I mean not just a pocket passer. So he actually has wanted to use a run-first, dual-threat quarterback. That's why he went for Cam Newton. He didn't know Cam Newton was as shot to hell as he was physically. He thought that that was going to be a great value add for the Patriots. Like, once Brady actually left town, he goes, okay, now I finally get to try this dual-threat thing. I think that's how he's positioning it. Right, so... Just to be clear, for any listeners who aren't picking up on sarcasm, that's how Bill would spin it. Not that we believe that, but that's no. how Bill would spin it. Oh, I was cutting it. I love quarterbacks, especially mobile quarterbacks. I mean, I didn't draft any when I was here, but I, I totally love them. See, this, my sarcasm delivery is so dry that most of the time people just think I'm a bitch. I, that's what I'm saying. So it, it, you're being sarcastic. You're saying, but this is how Bill can spin it. Great theory. Like, Bill goes to Jerry Jones, and he says, no, 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 I love Jaden Day. See this report? Go go look it up. Bridget Cotton, you know her reporting. Great reporter. Go check her out. And that's sarcasm again? You see the, you see the report. It's, it's like, nice. I like Jaden Daniels. I have a new theory. It's just same old Bill. And I don't know why I didn't think of this yesterday. Who's the coach at LSU? I don't know. Who's the coach at LSU? Brian, right? Brian Kelly. Oh, oh, damn. I forgot he's still there. So Bill just has a connection to Brian Kelly. And so why does Bill like that quarterback? Because he's connected to Brian Kelly. And he's probably not connected to who the hell's the quarterback at North Carolina, uh, the coach at North Carolina. And, you know, is he connected with Lincoln Riley at USC? So he's connected to Brian Kelly. They've taken players from Notre Dame in the past when Kelly was there. They took players from Cincinnati. He said when Charlie Kelly was Weiss there. to Notre Dame back okay. in the day. So, right. Did they overlap? I don't know. I don't think so. But so Kelly came in right after Weiss. So my. My theory is it's just that. It's just Bill. Of course, Bill likes Jaden Daniels. Bill just talks to people he knows, and he believes in them implicitly. And so he says, oh, Brian Kelly, what do you think of this kid? And Brian Kelly. Tarnation, I think he is just the bee's knees, Billy. You're going to love him. That's uh, the accent that Brian Kelly has picked up at LSU. He's like my Furthermore, where did Jaden Daniels start his career? Before LSU, before transferring in. Jeff Howe says the Patriots are all concerned about it. Arizona State. Who was the head coach at Arizona State? That's your guy. Herm Edwards. I feel like I'm taking a pop quiz over here. Herm Edwards. Bill's guys, the coaches that Bill knows, they coach Jaden Daniels. So Bill Bill likes Jaden Daniels. Plain and simple. There's nothing more to it than that. It's just same old Bill. Bill talks to who he knows. Bill listens to who he knows. Bill doesn't scout. Bill doesn't uh, break it down at all. Bill just listens to his buddies and drafts who his buddies tell him to draft. So, so Herm Edwards says take him, and Brian Kelly says take him, so Bill has him at the top of the draft board. That's why he's at the top of their draft board. If Urban Meyer were still coaching somewhere, Bill would listen to Urban Meyer, or if Greg Schiano had a quarterback prospect worthwhile, Bill would just listen to Greg Schiano. It's the same crap. So I don't know why that didn't occur to me yesterday, but that that's what it is. Bill's buddies like Jaden Daniels, so Bill likes Jaden Daniels. Simple. I got to say that didn't occur to me, and it definitely feels very accurate. <laughs> it definitely feels like same old Bill. My buddy says this guy's great, and he's talking, talking him up, and I value that over any scout's little notes and breakdowns. My, my scouts don't me. know anything. My buddies know right. stuff. And so he just Who knows him more than his college coach. That's what it is. Herm Edwards and, and Brian I Kelly trust, like him. I trust that guy's opinion. I don't trust my scout's opinion. That's what it is. That's why Bill likes him. So instead of, ooh, it's it's against Gerard Mayo or it's, it's I liked your theory. It's he's trying to get a job next year and he's already trying to get in front of it. He's it's, trying to show that he's not hard ass. He's open. Yeah. Oh. Ass. <laughs> An old dog doesn't learn new tricks. Uh, 
Speaking of uh, old dogs here, can I hear uh, can I hear Mad Dog? And I don't mean to call him old, just uh, a dog. He was on uh, first take yesterday, and Bella check. I don't think. Thank you, Mad Dog. I don't think enough people understand this point. We actually referenced this with Rob Bradford earlier in the week. It's like, when are the Boris clients going to sign? When are the big tickets? When are the Red Sox going to sign Jordan Montgomery? Uh, here's Mad Dog on all the Boris clients. I mean, Snell and Montgomery and Martinez and Chapman, they're not great players. They're good players. And he wants great money. Next year, he'll get it with Soto, who he represents. He's a superstar. He's, trans- he's transformational. These other guys, say, all right, Snell's okay. Montgomery's okay. Chapman strikes out. He hits 220, fields a ground ball. He's okay. J.D. Martinez is a DH. And Boris wants, you know, you know what he wanted for, for Snell? $270 million for nine years. What? Are you kidding me? Nobody came near that. And here it is. It's March 1st, and these guys aren't signed yet. And they dribs and drabs of information. It's bad for baseball, and you have to be realistic. Okay. I just like listening to Mad Dog. But he, he is right. Not to take the Red Sox side on this. Because, like, they should spend. Just spend on Jordan Montgomery. What's the harm? But none of these guys are difference makers. And we've turned them into, like, Otani. What? And, and Yamamoto. And these high-level free agents, and they're all just Ooh, nice little players. Way, did you wake up this morning to that little note that yes. Yamamoto pitched oh. two scoreless innings. Oh, I thought you were going to say, did I see the news that Otani got, like, sneaky is married? Did you see that? Wait, what? Yeah, Secret he, marriage? He is yes. off the market. Did he even say who her name was? I don't think he did. No, he's just like, he just made, like, a Facebook post where he's like, by the way, I'm married. Good for him. Congrats, Otani. It's NBD over there. They're like, yeah, yeah, we're getting married. What's your name? You don't need to know. Mrs. Who? Mind your business. Mrs. Mrs. Who. Who. That's That's... the way to do it. You got to protect the people close to you. It's okay. Mrs. Who. Uh, Let's go to Paul in Rhode Island waiting patiently. Go ahead, Paul. Hey, uh, Radical Jones. Thank you for taking my phone call. Sure, Paul. Hey, what's up? What I would give to have Daniels and uh, neighbors in the same team, just like Joe Burrow and Chase. What I would give for that, you know? But here's the deal. I don't think that uh, Wolf is going to spend the money. I think he's branding the new brand and not the old brand because the old brand caused jealousy in a, in a locker room, and that is very inflicted. Yeah, so I... I don't, I don't think it's Wolf's call, just to answer that. And you're not going to get Neighbors and Daniels. Now, maybe you could get Daniels and Thomas. That's possible. Uh, the number two wide receiver at LSU, which speaks to the level of talent that was around Daniels. I don't, I don't think it's Elliot Wolf's call. Although, if you really want to break it down, Green Bay, and this is what Phil was asking Gerard Mayo uh, in the clip we played for you earlier, Green Bay didn't really spend on free agents. You know, it was a Pittsburgh Steelers-level approach. It was draft, develop, pay your own guys who you deem are part of your core, but don't spend big on free agents. So maybe Elliot Wolf agrees with that philosophy. Maybe that's why the Crafts like him so much, for God's sakes. But I don't think it's his call. I don't think it's Mayo's call. It's Robert's call and Jonathan's call and Hammer Time's call there, Robin Glazer. Uh, 617-779-7937. Again, we have Tommy Curran joining us at 3.30. We'll have Mike Cadlick in studio for a full hour from 4 to 5. A lot of football on the show today. Uh, Let's get to the Patriots. Whether or not they're going to have enough 
around their young quarterback to start him year one. That's next. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.